Hey, Joey. My dearest Michael, <laughs> my deepest hope is that this letter finds you well. <laughs> when after two golden slumbers you failed to post mini episode 17.5, I began to worry that something had happened to you. Was it scarlet fever? Was it consumption? Or worse yet, had you been eaten by a coyote? My imagination has been running wilder than a horse in the prairie. I'm worried about the stories I've heard about you. I've heard it said that you prefer to lie with men, that you fraternize with the mulatto, dance with the oriental, and court the dirty Mexican. I even heard that you fell in love with a genie in a turban from Persia. <laughs> Have these men become bewitched by the appendage in your trousers, which I hear is longer and wider than the Mississippi itself? Michael, come back home to Garden Grove where you belong. Life was simpler here. Yes, I know Garden Grove has its troubles. Remember when I found you in the middle of the night in Miles Square Park wrestling naked with other men? No. You later claimed you had all been robbed and were just trying to keep yourself safe from the elements. Well, I heard that in San Francisco this same criminal found you and stole your long johns. That's why I'm going to the Bay Area, Michael, to bring you back home. Here, where you belong in Garden Grove. Here, where you will learn to love a woman. Here, where you are the happiest you've ever been in your life. And here, where we can be friends. Once again, the way we used to be. So I'm making the journey up the Golden Coast to fetch you. If I'm not at your house by Monday, please... Have your genie send his magic carpet. Your friend, <laughs> Joe Batance. <laughs> that was pretty funny, Joe. That was the best intro we've had yet. I don't know what you're talking about. I was very concerned about you. <laughs> I got sick on Friday, so that's why we didn't post the mini episode in time. That's okay. No, I bet you nobody even noticed. I know. It's so sad. I know. <laughs> It was, I put, ended up posting it Saturday, like morning, afternoon, right? Yeah. Are you oh. ready to do, are you ready to do your spiel? Oh yeah. I'm Joe. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm Mike. That's Joe. We've been friends for over a decade. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA and each week we call one another and we just catch up. So yeah, I'm fine. Basically is the gist of it. My stomach still feels a little weird. Did you have like the flu or something or what was going on? Um, I had really high blood glucose level for the whole day Friday, like nothing under a 345. Oh, oh my gosh. I know. So it kind of, it's gives you flu like symptoms. So like I was vomiting and, um, had a fever and didn't want to get out of bed. So, and how do you bring your blood sugar back down? Well, you do, you give yourself insulin. So, I mean, I could have given myself like, 45 units of insulin but then the problem with that is that then you feel like a truck hit you so i was doing like 10 at a time giving myself an hour and testing again and it just was not going down so no big deal i mean i'm alive and i'm happy so but my stomach still feels a little weird because i vomited so much on friday so yeah remind me not to ever get diabetes sounds like no fun (laughs) okay (laughs) how are you I'm doing very well. Good. I'm doing very, very well. Any good stories that happened to you last week? Well, I don't know if they're good. Um, so are you know, are been, they uh, ever? So last Sunday, 
I went to Barney's Beanery in West Hollywood. My friend Melissa runs the karaoke there, which she is so funny at it. She's so good. But it was so, actually, you shouldn't go to the, you shouldn't go anywhere in West Hollywood, uh, go out. It's a straight bar, Barney's Beanery, but everybody there was drop dead fucking gorgeous. It was like, they were, everyone there was so hot, it hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. Like, it was horrible. So I started drinking, but I actually only had a couple of beers. I wasn't really feeling it. It was really late. It was right after the podcast. Mm-hmm. So then I, I actually happened to get like a really good parking spot, right? <laughs> um, r- like right in front of the bar. It was weird. Like I was almost like skeptical that I could really park there, but I could, right? <laughs> yeah, like, I know the feeling. Like a, a crowded bar and like a parking spot right there in front of it. And you're like looking around to see the no parking sign. Yeah, or... there wasn't. No. Yeah, taking your the... phone out and putting it like using the light to see if the curb is really red. Yes, I've done that yes. too. Uh-huh. So anyway, I only had a couple of beers and some nachos, right? So then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go home now. I'm tired. So I leave and I get in my car and it's on Barney's Beanery is on this narrow street right off a of major street. Okay. And as I um, get in the car, I turn my car on. It's like one in the morning. There's no one on the, in the streets, right? There's no cars. And I start my car and then I want to go, I'm going to listen to a podcast for the ride back. So I put this podcast on, but I'm so busy. Like dealing, you know, fidgeting with my phone for the podcast. Which is illegal in California. Yes. I'm so busy fidgeting with my phone for the podcast. I don't realize I'm driving on the opposite side of the street. Uh, at one o'clock, Joe. At one o'clock in the morning and then pass a cop. Joe. Who's parked on the street waiting for drunk drivers. Right. And then I like quickly like, and then of course I overcorrect. I'm like, whoa. And then I like, drive into like the right correct lane. Oh. And then I was doing, and then there was a stoplight, and I was there, and I could see him in my rearview mirror parked there, and I was doing that thing where my heart is beating like a million miles a minute. Yeah. And I'm just waiting for him to like just turn on the lights, and he actually turns the car on, and he turns it around and goes behind me, and I'm like, oh no. You're getting pulled over. So I'm sorry, I'm like, I'm getting, I'm like, keep it calm, keep it calm, keep it calm. And I make a left, and I drive home, and he, he, you know, soon after, went another way. Whoa. He didn't pull me over. Maybe another call came in. Oh, my God. No, I think I think he must have been doing paperwork and didn't see. Oh, maybe. Because, if, girl, I would have pulled me over. And I wasn't drunk, I promise. I was just really, I, I mean, I was breaking the law. I was playing with my phone. But, oh, my God, I was sweating bullets. Because you know, too, it's going to seem like I'm, dr- I'm leaving a bar and driving on the opposite side of the street. And I only had one or two, officer. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, my God. I was so lucky. You lucked out. So, Joey, I have a guy that is doing, like, contract work for us at work. And we have a weekly meeting on uh, Google Hangout. So we, like, video chat with one another once a week. Okay? So his son... I'm familiar with his son is like 18, 19 years old and flamboyantly gay. Oh, really? Yeah. But so his son's away at college. He's never around when, when we do these video chats, but starting two weeks ago, his son has been home because Mm -hmm. he's home for the summer. Yeah. So the son, this last week when we're talking on the video chat, I finally, like, I've heard the sun in the background, but now I actually saw the sun walk by. So he walks by, and I'm like, oh, the sun's there. And then, I'm not even joking, it was like out of a movie. So he walks left to right. 
Then he comes back right to left and he's wearing like board shorts. Like he changed his bottoms. Mm -hmm. Then he walks back from right to left and he's wearing no shirt. <gasps> it was like progressive. Wait, 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 wait. Is he cute? Yeah, he's pretty cute, but he's um, he's like a 18 year old twink mm -hmm. boy. Yeah, but... right. <laughs> he's just good to look at. But it was like it, he just progressively kept coming back and forth into the screen. And it was like, oh, God. So now I can't wait for our next meeting while we talk. Meeting? You, you, you should be doing a Google Hangout with him. With the sun? Yeah. <laughs> I need to figure out a reason. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Yeah, no, seriously. Remember when you used to work somewhere and the boss's son was also working there? And has since he came out, right? Oh, did he? Yeah, I know. I'm pretty sure because the guy that I kind of dated at that job is still in contact with him. <laughs> oh, really? This is so convoluted because we're trying to speak in code. But do yeah. You, yeah, so I dated a guy that worked there and we still talk occasionally. And so he told me that he's still in contact with that boss's son. Was the guy, was the boss's son cute? No. Would I have thought he was cute? I don't think so. He was like a like a high school football player, but like a bigger guy. Oh. He, I mean he wasn't he was not ugly, but I just mm -hmm. don't I just don't think that he was like No, I know what you mean. Gorgeous. I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. What else? Did anything else happen to you this week? Okay, so I've been house sitting, okay? So I'm house-sitting for my friends Michael and Julia. Now, I don't usually house-sit. I think mostly because people don't trust me with living things. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to take care of living things. I'm too busy. I, can't, I can barely take care of myself. True. But Michael and Julia were in a bind. Someone that they had – someone who had pledged to stay had bailed. And so they called me and I – they were really, really in dire straits. So I helped them out. What a friend. They, thank you. They left me – the most detailed set of instructions for how, like they're so concerned with like making sure everything runs correctly and blah blah blah, blah which is fine it's their house and they want to make sure they have to, I'm taking care of their dog and he's totally fine by the way there's nothing wrong with the dog he's fine he's easy I just walk him a few times a day but they're very like okay this is how the house works and even like Michael even shows me that there's a filter on the sink and sometimes <laughs> Sometimes it – oh, girl, do we need to talk about how they were like, okay, Atticus only drinks filtered water. He knows the difference, Joe, and he won't drink unfiltered water, okay. right? And then in the same set of instructions, uh, Julia's like, uh, be careful. He'll eat anything on the street. And I'm like, what? <laughs> this makes no sense. Anyway <laughs> – Anyway, so Michael's like, here's the filter for the water. It's connected to, like, the faucet. He goes, it sometimes falls off. Here's this thing to fix it. Blah, blah, blah. It's this giant, like, filter. Okay? Okay. So a couple of days ago, I, you know, I have to change the dog's filtered water, like, twice a day. And so, I'm, you know, I turn the filtered water thing on and it, I'm putting it in the bowl. Why does the big, giant filter fall off the faucet and snap and break the dog's, like, fancy water bowl in two? Oh, no. Yes. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, no. Right? So I just put it in a regular water bowl. <laughs> and I'm like, and I write him an email. And I'm like, hey, guys, sorry. The fil the filter fell off. And it fell on the bowl and snapped it. And they're like, no, it's okay. Don't worry. Right? That was at night. 
cut to the next morning. It's time for me to feed the dog. Okay. And they have the, the dog food in this giant, um, like cookie jar full of the dog food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I, I pick up the cookie jar and the dog is so excited that, um, I'm feeding him. He starts jumping and jumping and jumping. And I'm afraid I'm going to like step on the dog. And I'm like, whoa. Like I step on my own pajamas. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa. And I like drop the cookie jar. No. And it shatters and all the food <laughs> and the glass. And he can't eat that food then. There's shattered no, glass all no, over. Can't eat the food. Shattered glass goes everywhere. And I have to like, so I have to take him out. He runs away because he's scared of the noise. But then I take him. And I put him in the cage, he's a little like travel cage, mm-hmm. and I clean up all the dog food, and I clean up the glass. But now, because the dog food's been on the floor, and I haven't mopped yet, but he needs to eat because he's starving. Luckily, luckily, I had already poured his dog food. Oh, so you had a clean bowl of it. Yeah. It, what happened was I picked it up, I was putting it back down or something like that, but it was already a clean bowl of it. So he ate that, and I was like, fuck. But then, because the dog food had been on the floor... He started, like, sniffing the floor and, like, eating anything on the floor. And I was like, oh, no, no, what if there's broken glass still? You know, like, maybe, like, little tiny pieces. So now I have to pick him up, put him back in the cage again. And then I'm on all fours <laughs> on the floor, like, examining every inch of floor space to make sure there's no broken glass. And then I have to mop the floor. And then I have to uh, vacuum the floor. Oh, my God, girl. I was so bummed. So then I had to write to them and be like, sorry, I broke your <laughs> dog thing. They must think of the biggest. Klutz. Klutz. And then do we need to cut to? They're like, oh, no, it's okay. And then their friend Ellen, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, showed up to check on the dog. <laughs> She's like, oh, I thought I'd just stop by and play with the dog. Wow. Like, oh, really? Do you think that they emailed Ellen to tell oh. her? Oh, you know they did. You know there was like, um, can you make sure Joe's not throwing things at the dog? Because you know they think I'm like throwing the dog bowl at him and like the cookie jar with dog food. You think so? I don't know. I'm just saying that's gonna be the that's gonna be the name of my next podcast. Just saying with Joe Batanz. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, Joey. We talked about how my stomach wasn't feeling so good on Friday. Mm-hmm. So yesterday I decided, uh, well, so I couldn't drink basically. My, I was not feeling it. Um, okay. But wait, what? Well, because the day the podcast was done, I'm like, all right, Mike, it's done. You're like, all right, I'm going to go drinking with some friends and I'll put it up tonight. That was Cut Thursday. To... I'm saying my stomach was know, sick on saying... Friday, so I, I couldn't drink on Saturday. See mm-hmm. how days happen after one another. So I was yeah. not feeling good Friday, so I couldn't drink Saturday. So I went to the bar and I was sober the whole night. Ugh, that sounds like the worst. It was really weird. It was like a very strange social experiment. For starters, everybody's ugly when you're not drunk. <laughs> That's the name of my other podcast. <laughs> but, I mean, it was also just a very strange – I mean, it's also it's disgusting. Let me put it that way. It's disgusting. But towards the end of the night, it was like shooting fish in a fucking barrel. Anybody, this sounds so cocky, but like I had complete control over myself and I could have done really bad things to people if I wanted to. All you need to do is go to a bar sober and wait until one o'clock or two o'clock. 
And oh, then, really? Yeah. It's. I mean, it's kind of a dreadful wait, but... Now what I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> Seriously, it's a week. It's a holiday weekend. People will be out. I think I actually really am going out tonight. So, hey, Joe, this one of my coworkers unfollowed me on Instagram this week, and it <laughs> really threw me for a loop. Well, they're seeing pictures of shit in your toilet. I've never posted pictures of shit in my toilet. Oh. But is that a little bit weird? Like, why do you unfollow? Like... Okay, wait, 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 stop, stop. Did you check to see that this person hadn't deleted his or her own Instagram? Like maybe they unfollowed everyone. No, I I have – so I'm like really involved in social media, so I overanalyze things. And um, I have a program that shows that who unfollows me on all my different social media things. So And also time of day, so I could kind of pinpoint maybe if there was a reason. Like these type of tweets make people unfollow. But – she unfollowed me, and then at work the next day, I said something like, um, oh, guess who unfollowed me on Instagram? And then she... Oh, no. Yeah. And she was like, well, I just, um, I'm just kind of like turning it into a place where I can post more personal things for like my close friends and family. <gasps> yeah. Who, oh, my God. Who does that? I don't know why I'm so offended by it, though, but... For some reason, it really is offensive. Do you think she was embarrassed? She well, she was embarrassed. Well, she was embarrassed, and partially because I kept bringing it up all day. So, like, oh my god, girl, she, she was like, "Um, I'm gonna make a pot of coffee. Anybody want some?" And I was like, "Oh, are you sure you're gonna make me coffee? Because I didn't think we were close friends yeah. or family." Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> you were so you're such a dramatic bitch. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm. I just think that it's weird that. You follow somebody, and it's not like that person that you went to high school with and haven't seen in 20 years. It's like a girl that I see every day. That is sort of weird. Um, what's happening in L.A.? Any good news stories that you want to Well, did you see that uh, your former place of employment was open for 24 hours over the weekend? My former place of employment. No. Disneyland. Oh, why was it open for over 24 hours? I don't know. They did this thing for Memorial Day weekend where it was open for 24 hours, starting 6 a.m. Saturday to 6 a.m. this morning. Ew. I know. And then I was reading a story about how the last time they did this for Leap Day 2012, Mm -hmm. a lot of – like there was a throng of people who went after work, Mm -hmm. you know, and it like shut down like half of Anaheim. Like the parking lot was full. They had closed the gates, right? And they were like – and people were mad. They were still trying to get in. This is – so they they – fix the problem for this time around. I don't know how they did it, but they did. But then I was thinking of like, if I showed up to Disneyland and they were like, it's so crowded, there's no parking or we can't let people in, I would be like, see ya. I don't want to be there. I don't want to be there. Disneyland is horrible when it's crowded. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't like, Disneyland is horrible. You can't get on any rides. There's too many people. You can't walk anywhere. When you were doing the, when you were a character, was it, did you, did you like crowded days or hate crowded days? No, crowded days actually really stink. Um, when the best days were those days when there was nobody there because then that's when you get into like mischief with your coworkers. So nobody's crowding around you begging for autographs and pictures so you get to like run around and just be fun it was a it was great when it was slow but when it was busy it was like you were an autograph machine that's all you did was sign autographs all day 
Did you ever put your phone number in a Hot Boys autograph book? No. <laughs> no, Joe. That's weird because they don't even know what you look like. Even if like you knew that they were gay and you thought they were so hot, they don't know what you look like. What if they're only into black guys or something? <laughs> anyway, so that was one of the stories. Disneyland was open 24 hours. It caused a whole bunch of chaos. That sounds dreadful. Go. Did you see that the AT&T Park where the Giants play, all the food workers went on strike um, this last Saturday? So they, there was a San Francisco Giants game against the Colorado Rockies, and all the food people went on strike, and they were chanting outside the 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 stadium, uh, please don't buy the food, we're on strike. Um, I wouldn't buy the food because it's gross. They have like that like neon orange nacho cheese. Yum. I love Ugh. it. And the You're hot kidding. dogs. Are you kidding? Hot dogs with like w- the – Are you being funny? No, I love it. Love it. No, it's horrible, horrible food. It's like uh, inedible. No, I love it. And that nacho cheese is so good. No, Michael, it's awful. I, I, you're, you're being funny. You're not being true. No, being I'm, super, I'm super honest. I think it's horrible for you, and I don't eat it every day, but I love I love it. Um, no, 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 no. Mike, I'm not saying horrible for you. I uh, Granted, it's horrible for you. Yeah. It's not good. Well, we can agree to disagree. No, I don't agree. Okay. We need to agree that you're going to agree with me. <laughs> so they went on strike because they haven't – nobody in this um, – park has received in the food workers in the park has received a pay raise since 2009 despite the food prices going up every year so they're a little peeved about that but so that's that's basically the story but they're also i think the wages there are like pretty high like some of those people that are like selling the nachos and beer they're getting almost 20 bucks an hour which is what yeah it's pretty high but I mean, all that being said, the the people are also paying two thousand bucks a month in rent to live near the stadium, so you have to pay people enough to work and live there. I don't know. It's an interesting story for that reason, but um, it was just a one day strike. That's what's kind of weird to me too. Is they just stopped working for the one day, and so the game that they have today, everybody's back to work. No, no problem. Hmm. Interesting. And how do you feel? Do you feel they should get a raise or no? Well, I, I like the idea of collective bargaining. And if all of these people feel that they should get a, a raise, then they should be able to band together and talk it out. I th- I think they do have a good point that the food prices have gone up drastically since 2009, but nobody has received a penny raise since then. So that's, I mean, where's that money going? Not to the people. Okay, so here's my next story. Mike dated a guy who is now in a video that's gone viral. He lives in Los Angeles. I'm doing this. I'm saying that so it ties to Mike's L.A. rule. His name's David. We can say his name's David, right? Well, yeah. we can link to the video, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's viral. He... His name's David, and Mike used to date him, and... Long time ago. I was like a long time ago. 19 years old. Yeah. And I have a lot of thoughts on this video. So basically, maybe you've seen it. It's a video um, criticizing the Defense of Marriage Act and the problem with the Defense of Marriage Act where people who – gay men who get married do not have rights. The 
for their citizenship uh, rights. Citizenship rights for their partners who come from another country. Yeah. To get a to get a visa or anything like that. Or a green card. So David has so, seen a guy named Jason from the UK. They've been together for quite a while. Um, but since they've been together, they've had to separate for months at a time. I think it was something like sixty times or something like that that they've had well, to separate because of the his visa issues. And they got married in New York. Correct. Okay. So they're a married couple in the eyes of the state of New York. And also, I assume, England as well. I'm assuming England recognizes the marriage. Sure. I don't know. Okay. So, you see, the problem with this story is we're going to give David away from another story. But David is very – has a lot of friends in high places. Okay? Has a lot of celebrity friends. And so they've been tweeting up this video – and it, it's helped make it go viral. Just to be honest with you, I don't actually think it's a very good video. It's not like super well produced. There's some good shots in it, but it's like, seriously, it's, too long. it's like 15 minutes too long. Yeah. And it's only five it, minutes. <laughs> well, it's also, there's no narrative of it. You know, like, it's so funny. I was talking to friends about this video yesterday and they kept bringing up great uh, gay marriage or marriage equality ads that... They were like, well, isn't it that long? And I'm like, no. Like, they were talking about the one. Remember that Mike White produced? No. It's the one where Mike White is married, like, married to Justin Long, and it shows their relationship basically deteriorating and has, like, a shitty marriage. Um, it's a great commercial for marriage equality because it's saying, basically saying, like, it's a, it's a way of doing it, like, not how gay, gay guys are great, but like, don't, why are you going to deny them the right to be in a shitty marriage just like you? Mm -hmm. Right? Sure. That, and I think that one's only like two or three minutes long, and it's great. It's written by a, you know, a really good screenwriter. He's the guy that created, um, he's the guy that made School of Rock, Mike White. And also, and, Joe, though, that's, that's made for TV commercial, which is much different. This is like a web video. It wasn't produced to be short. It's like a weird mix between a commercial and a documentary. Like, it's not. But the point I'm making, there's no narrative force pushing it. You're just watching the same thing over and over again for five minutes. Anyway, it's gone viral because a lot of celebrities who are friends with David have been pimping it out. Yeah. Anyway, the point is, and I thought this. Now, here's the thing. David is also friends with my fr friend Jonathan, independently of me and Mike. And they also have a friend named um, – well, maybe we should name him. They also have another friend. The point is, and I think Mike agrees with us. The three of us have talked. This other guy, Jonathan, and myself. And we all came to the same conclusion. So here's what you should know. So the video is about how this guy is constantly showing this guy having to go back to England. And David's driving him to the airport. And when he's dropping him off, there's their sobbing and their tears. And they can't do it. Oh, my God. The horrible things we have to go through. And yada, yada, yada. And I agree. They need to be able to get extend the same right to American gay couples, right? But if it's so fucking heart-wrenching, and I agree, and I agree, if you marry someone and they have to separate from you, I agree, it's heart-wrenching. I would never want to go through it. So if I married a guy from England, I would go to England and move there? No, but but straight people don't have to do that, Joe. That's the That's the biggest point, is why should they have to do something that straight people no. do not have to do? I understand that. Why? I understand. No, answer why. Wait, what? No, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that part of the video. I'm not disagreeing that David that the guy shouldn't be able to come here. I don't disagree with you. 
Yeah, but you I'm don't know their that, you don't know their personal stuff. What if David doesn't David have has a job? Yes, he does. He works full time, Joe. He does. He does. Okay, so David can't go to England. In other words, no, Mike. Look, I ha- you know what's so funny? I was talking about this yesterday with friends who were kind of agreeing with you, but actually they did exactly what I'm talking about, which is they got married, but they were ready. They had already taken care of this before they got married. They're straight, by the way, but she picked up and moved to England. You know, sometimes you have to pick up and move to the other side of the of the world or the country for the other person. Which now, is in, which is why Jason want, is willing to pick up and move here because this no, is I a place that they're that, ready but, to but have but a Michael, life. Mike, if you got married, okay, if you got married, and obviously in this country he can't come and stay here. So what's the only one other option left? I just don't think that they – I We're not talking about what you think. I agree with you. But you're married to somebody. You marry him. Okay, and it's so heart wrenching that they're that you're separated. What is the one option they have? I just don't think it's you should bend over and give just do whatever is easiest. This I I commend them for putting up the fight. Unlike you, no, I'm not saying they shouldn't put up the fight. But if it's so hard, let me say this: if I married a guy, right, and he couldn't come here, I would find a way to go over there. Where marriage is recognized. And then when we – because look, it's going to go down in June. I mean unless something horrible happens, right? Um, Then when when the federal rights are extended to us, then we come back. But until that happens, why would I go like, okay, well, you know, they won't give it to me here, so I'm going to stay here. I'm not – you keep taking it back to – I'm not saying that they shouldn't have it here. I just I've what I hear you saying is that they should just go do the easy way until everything works itself out and I just think that that's ridiculous and almost stupid. No, I'm not saying the easy way. He's not with his husband, Mike. You did say the easy way. You said this is too so hard and heart-wrenching. They should just go do it the easy way. Yeah, go to England. Yeah. In I... other words, what I'm saying is what's so funny is if this were a romantic movie and this was the same thing, you would see David running down the airport and like buying the ticket and moving to England. What's funny too is Joey. Every time that I see somebody tweet, like a celebrity tweet the video link, and I screenshot it sent to you, you get up so upset. You were like, "I don't know what you're trying to prove," or well, yeah, I want you kept <laughs> we kept tweeting every celeb. Like I would get like a hundred tweets in a row. I didn't you know, like tweet. The Ashton Kutcher sent it, and Lance Bass tweeted it, and I'm like, "Okay, he has celebrity friends. We get it." But that's the thing. That's the thing that somebody pointed out. I'm not going to say who. That somebody pointed out that knows him was like, oh, this is what David's been wanting the whole time is to find some level of fame. And now he's finally getting it. I don't disagree with that. But um, I think I think the story is relevant outside of all of that. So, no, I don't think it's an irrelevant story. I think it's a poorly made video. And I think it's a poor example because I think, look, if it was a story where the guy lived in like Bahrain or something like that. And then yes, you have to be separated. There's no there's no choice for David and there's no choice for um Bob Bahrain, right? And then this is where you make the appeal that we need to be the shining beacon on the hill. But unfortunately, England is a little bit more progressive than we are and it's legal there. And I can tell you what I'm trying to say is if I got married to a guy for better or for worse, I would find every fucking way to be together with that guy every single day. I I wouldn't want to be like, sorry, I can't leave Mila Kunis and Macaulay Culkin by themselves. I'm going to stay here in L.A. Well, you're being a little presumptuous. You don't know exactly what's tying him here either. 
I I really don't feel that he should have to. And I think that it's No, I but again, you keep saying that I agree. No, I don't think he should have to, but he has to. <laughs> it's true. It's like I don't feel I should have to pay taxes, but I have to pay taxes. Well, no, that's actually not true. He can keep doing this and so the taxes thing doesn't doesn't equate to this, Joe. Okay. Okay. I don't feel this is not a good example for me, but I don't feel I should have to go to the gym, but I have to go to the gym. You know? So it's like he, I, 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 the point I'm making is he, we should have the rights. I just don't think, you know, I'm, I'm repeating myself. That's why I'm pausing here. I'm just, I'm saying the same thing over and over again. Yes, you and I agree. We're on the same page. This guy in England should be allowed to come here and have a visa or a green card. But until then, he move should, your ass to England. He should just uproot his life and, yeah, that makes sense. So, <laughs> I don't think, I, I think, I, I think what you're doing is you're doing like this weird, like, I'm sure, I don't know all the, I don't know the names of the, of the logical fallacies and arguments, but it seems like you're doing some sort of like weird thing where you're like narrowing the argument and saying that I'm saying one point and I'm not. There's an, uh, there's, there's a way, if I'm addressing the point, which is he is heartbroken and he's crying and they can't be together. Okay. I understand that. It sucks. I agree. But if it's that heart wrenching, Move to England and then come back here when it's ready. You're you're the one that's playing the logical game to it because it's not necessarily that easy. You don't know what his life is here. How can he just pack? How can he just pack up? But and you're leave? asking the British guy to do that. Maybe his life can be moved here, and well, David's, David's can. can too. But you don't know that. That's my point. So no, so then, instead, you're saying then everyone don't get married should... to the guy. Then don't get married to the guy. Don't go to New York and don't get married to them if you can't be together. Because the law but says you can't. You're right. Gonna, let me tell you this. Let me tell you so this. Dumb. That's going to be the problem when we have gay marriage initially. Is we're going to have these lunatics who are going to like meet after one night. It's going to be the new shiny toy, and we're going to have a bunch of people getting married after because they met them at the Abbey for two hours and they think it's fun to get married. The fir- what you're going to have is an initial rash of huge number of gay divorces until this whole thing settles down. Can we have a new toy and that's so either you you how does that relate to david and jason at all i'll tell you how it relates because before you enter into a commitment or contract like marriage you fucking think about it and you think about wait a minute you don't live here we don't have a right to bring you here how are we going to work this out you don't just go like i think you're really cute let's get married because that's what they did did he tell you that really no they weren't together for years before mike mike joe they got married but they weren't together for years before this. And who, I don't care how long they were together. They got married, and they and he doesn't have a way for his husband to stay here. That's not responsible. Ugh. That's ridiculous, Joe. No, it's not ridiculous. I'm I'm fighting for the fact that gay marriage should be legal. They they he should get the same federal benefits. But then don't put a video saying we did this thing, okay? And now we can't do this. And I'm not going to go to England, yeah. okay? And I agree, it's they should get the rights. But the point is, then go to England while you're there. And I'm not and I'm saying make the video while you're in England. Show David in England saying, I wish it could be in the United States. Jason wants to live in the United States. But I don't know why he'd put himself through this and make this video about this when there's such a simple solution. Well, I'm done. I'm not gonna keep repeating the same thing over and over. I'm like not gonna you. keep repeating the same thing either. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> What's your next news story? Um, one dead, ten hurt in car party bus crash in California. 
So, have you heard of They these? shouldn't have gotten on the bus. They shouldn't get on the bus. <laughs> they should have thought about crash. it. You're right. They should have thought about it. Um, but have you heard of these party buses? It's like... Yes, and I'm going to tell you something. It's horrible if this happened. It's all, and I, I'm, I'm going to say something else. It's going to piss people off. I think I'm sure it pissed enough people off. So, uh, I, what? okay, yes, I've heard of them. So, basically, at 2 a.m. Uh, last night, or this morning, I guess... A party bus. Well, there was a car, and the guy was probably drunk driving the car, crashed into the center divider, spun around, and then the party bus hit it head on. And so inside the party bus, there were 18 people on board, and one of the people on the party bus died. Oh, just one did? Yeah, just one. Ten people were hurt, but one person died. And I I don't know. I just don't really see the point of it. Does a party bus just bring you from bar to bar or do you only drink on the – Yes, it's horrible. It's annoying. And exactly the kind of people you would think would get on a party bus get on a party bus. Like who? Douchebags. Most of the party bus passengers suffered minor to moderate injuries. So Yes. When their Oakleys uh, hit them against their (laughs) – The bus was equipped with seatbelts but – they don't think that many of the passengers were actually wearing them. There was nothing but blood and Axe body spray in the air. <laughs> so you've never been on a party bus? No, but, 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 uh, in Malibu down PCH, you see them all the fucking time going down PCH. So they, all the fucking time. They drive you from bar to bar? It's not like a contained thing. You just party on the bus while it drives you, around. You both. Yeah. And they have like full on like stripper poles on them and shit like that because the lights are on when they go by. I've seen them on the, the freeway before but I just didn't know like if they are to get you from place to place. I think it goes from place to place as well. I don't know. I've never been on one. I would never go. I don't like clubs that don't move. I'm going to go on a club that moves. <laughs> True. <laughs> What about you? Any other news stories? No, I think I've done two. Uh, so what do you got going on next oh, week? Oh, wait. Do you want me to do another news story in case we get rid of another one? Okay. So let's just do this. Let's cause another fight. What do you think of the Boy Scout gay ban uh, being lifted on gay Cub Scouts? Or well, Boy Scouts? I think it's progress. Um, certainly it's not enough that they still think that gay adults can't be leaders. And I think that there's a lot of like other really good organizations that do really good work um that are also tax exempt and those organizations don't promote intolerance so i i would encourage people to send their families there instead um i agree with you uh in terms of just the organization for itself i know there are a lot of uh gay people who are very upset that they didn't lift the ban on gay uh boy scout leaders but to me it's like for them to even do this, I think is such a huge step in the right direction that I'm like, okay, then we'll first this and then we'll do the other thing. Well, I Does question I question their motive, though, because I almost feel like they're like, well, let's get the little gay kids in here so that we can, like, get rid of the gay. Do you know what I mean? Like, Oh, I- no, I think what it was, it was almost kind of like, because really, the, the really issue is gay boy scout leaders because i think the percentage of gay boy scouts who are out but because you're not a boy scout after like age 17 or 16 and even very few even make it that far you know it's a thing i was actually a boy scout for a while it's a thing that you stop doing most people stop doing at like 13 or 14 Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so just think about just a small percentage of boys anyway make it all the way to 17 and being an eagle scout but then even those ones i mean 
such a small number, I'm not going to say percentage, but such a small number are actually gay. I think they're, it's like, it's like a non-issue. Right. Like what, they had one or two that were openly gay? Sure. You know? But it's the, but the way you run into a problem is the gay Boy Scout leader, because you're going to have these gay dads who have straight kids, but who are going to have these straight kids and they want to be Boy Scout leaders and they can't. Now that's the problem. But I, again, I think just getting them to, once you open that crack, I think, I do think it's self-motivated because they were losing tons and tons and tons of money and and endorsements and stuff. Did I ever tell you – do you remember in the 80s uh, the two boys that sued – No, I wasn't even born, Mike. What are you talking about? Right. That sued the Boy Scouts because they were forced to um, – it was something – the oath had something to do with God and they yeah. refused to do it. Did you know that I know them? Wait, what? Yeah, they're in Orange County, actually. Okay, before you even say anything about this, and I want to hear about this, they annoy me. I think it's such a stupid lawsuit, right? And it's so dumb. Go on. Go on to what? Tell me about these guys. I know them. Were they annoying and, and like, as like they seem like the kind of people who would be like, you're not allowed to do that. It hurts my feelings. Or don't say, don't say man, say, you know, gentleman or something. Like, they would be, like, super into semantics. No, they were children when that happened. So, as adults, and, they were a little different. Well, you know, it's also probably really their parents. They weren't really offended. Right. He, I mean, the one, so they're twins. And, like, one of the twins I knew a little bit better than the other. And I'm pretty sure he was an atheist and, like, was pretty involved in atheist stuff. But. But that's the thing with atheists. The atheists that I know and I respect, right? Like me? Well, I don't know. We'll find out in a second. The atheists hmm. I know and respect are the ones who are like, um, eh, well, I don't believe in God. Sorry. Oh, you know what? I'll tell you one. The one that Wolf Blitzer interviewed. Yeah. <laughs> she was pretty cool with it, right? She was like, oh, actually, I'm an atheist. And I and I don't blame you for believing in God or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's the one like Bill Maher and stuff like that. Because here's the thing. They've those atheists have turned it into a religion. Sure, they proselytize. They're in your face. They're just as bad as like the Christians who are in your face and shit like that. Yeah. And I saw this really good quote by this. Um, oh God, please, for someone who knows who this is, um, uh, please forgive me. I don't remember who it is, but like a really famous like scientist. I don't remember who it is. And a reporter or somebody asked him about. His thought, he was an atheist and asked him about being an atheist. And he quickly corrected them, the reporter, whoever it was, and said, I'm not an atheist because an atheist believes beyond, like, it knows that there's no God. He, and he says, I've just never seen any evidence that there is. You know, I've never, he said, but, but when you, he's all, if you're going to tell me you, you know for a fact there's no God, well, show me the evidence that there is no God, you know? And I think that's a really respectable kind of way of looking at it, too. I happen to believe in God, but if that's what you tell me, that, you know, you just don't buy it because you know evidence, all right, I'll go into that. Sure. Do you have any comments on that, being an atheist? No. I will say I you think, don't sit there. I think you're right. I don't sit and talk about it all, all the time. But I also feel with the Bill Mars and, the, like, the really loud people about it, I think in a way, like – I don't, this might go back to the way you talk about your cousin being a trailblazer. Like, we need annoying, loud atheists so that people know that we're here. Because I think everyone just assumes that every person is Christian and we're not. And so, 
I don't know. I think they serve a purpose. Well, I don't. While they I'm... might be annoying and they might rub you the wrong way a lot of times, but I think they kind of serve a purpose. Well, the problem with the problem with I can only speak to Bill Maher because I watch his show. I don't know about other atheists. I actually think actually Penn Jillette is a well-known atheist, mm-hmm. and I think he actually speaks very intelligently on this as well. He does. My problem with Bill Maher is he actually attacks people who are religious and lumps them all together. Does that make sense? So I'm not saying this in particular, but he'll take like Westboro Baptist and apply that to all Christians or Pat Robertson and apply it to all people who believe in Christ. Which is what – I mean if you look at what the right does to Muslims though – do you think? No, I agree. You know, I don't. I think. They, I don't think they should do that too. Right. And I. I actually have quite a few problems with Bill Maher. I like him a lot, but like, I think even just some of his humor is just like so old fashioned and like. Oh uh, well, he he openly says he admires like Johnny Carson and tries to like um, take after Johnny Carson style jokes. It's hard. It's hard to do. Again. Well, it, it again like I Love Lucy. If you try to do that now, it'd look weird. Even though I love I Love Lucy. Yeah. It, it's it's a product of its time. And same thing with The Tonight Show. If you watch Johnny Carson, it's funny because it's a product of that time, but it, it wouldn't work now. I, I agree with you. No, but also with Bill Maher is my problem with Bill Maher, even though I agree with him a lot of times, is it's the same thing I have with Rachel Maddow, but different. Once someone engages him on a level where they're actually having a conversation, um, he shuts down. He shuts down the argument, he, the conversation. He'll move on. He'll be like, oh, uh, uh, whatever, whatever. You know, and then move on. I'm like, no, wait, that person just made a good point. I may not agree with that point, but address that point, especially with religion, actually. He'll just, like, shut it down. Hmm. So, again, I don't – like again, I think Penn Jillette will go toe-to-toe or Michael Moore will actually take the argument, but he doesn't. And that's when I, 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 I don't appreciate it. Sure. Anyway. Anyway. Um, what do you – oh, what, what do you got going on next week, Mike? Not too much. I actually have theater tickets for Friday night, and what? I'm looking into getting maybe another and bringing somebody, uh, but I don't know if that's possible yet, so I'm not going to interview. Oh, wait. Um, Can I have questions? Yeah. Whatever happened to the Persian guy who kept flaking? Uh, done, I'm done with him, but then last night when I'm at the bar sober, he's like texting me again because he's at the bar drunk. Had a different... Have you ever met him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we met professionally like we know each other professionally Uh, 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 um interesting yeah so last night he was probably drunk at a bar somewhere and he started texting again it's just blah and okay all right so i'm going to the theater i'm gonna try to get another ticket and if i do i'll invite a friend Mm -hmm. and that's it work what about you uh, my friends Logan and Noel are moving to Colorado on June 22nd, mm. and uh, every year, again, I guess this will be the last one, they've had a party around this time called New Year's Eve 2, Okay, and they basically recreate New Year's Eve, you know, but like six months later or whatever, who knows how long later, and um, they're doing the last one um, this Friday, which I'm so lucky because I always get so drunk. And it's going to be within walking distance of where I'm house sitting. Nice. So awesome. Yes. Okay. And then also, um, we're having a surprise birthday party for my mom this weekend. Oh, great. So there should be stories about that. Cool. All right, Mike. Well, what started out as a very, like, I don't know, I wouldn't call it boring, but very slow episode, had a little uh, 
rousing middle there. Yeah, and then you yelled at me. Yeah, well, <laughs> move to, to England. I'm going to send you to England with David Castro. All right, it was nice catching up with you. All right, bye, Joe. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, I mean... Um, uh, um, 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 um,